Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of Christ. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. I am here recording for Holy Week. Now, it is Tuesday, so I'm a day behind, but I wanted to reflect each day this week on the liturgical gospel, and then a little bit later in the week on the liturgy itself. I wanted to start with Monday, yesterday, and I'm very glad that you, dear listener, are here today as I share with you. And I hope your Holy Week is off to a blessed start, even in light of yesterday's horrible, sad, tragic, gut-wrenching images of the cathedral in Notre Dame in Paris in flames. My prayers, and I'm sure your prayers, also are with the people of France and the people of the world, not just Catholics or Christians, but all people of goodwill and good faith who understand the symbolism and the beauty and the history of that church. So my hearts and prayers, my heart and prayers go out to them today. So yesterday's gospel was the beautiful story of Jesus from John's gospel, where it says that six days before Passover, he was in Bethany, dining with his friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who was recently brought back from the tomb. And it's this iconic story of how Mary breaks the expensive jar of perfume and pours it over Jesus's feet and washes it and dries it with her hair. And the whole house is full of the fragrance and beautiful scene, very sensual and I think powerful scene and a passionate scene in the sense of two ways. One is in preparing Jesus for his passion. It says very clearly that Jesus is understanding that his time, his journey toward the cross is coming to a conclusion that he is going to be killed within a few days' time. And before that, he's going to go through torture and scorn and sadness and grief and the whole human experience. But yet he has this moment of kindness and generosity that Mary gives to him, but not just Mary, Martha and Lazarus entertaining him and having a dinner and a supper that has got to have been a, just a, a poignant moment for Jesus, recognizing the love that he had in a very human, very down-to-earth way with these friends and with all of his friends that he had. This particular night, he was enjoying these three siblings. And so it was passionate in that way. But it's also passionate in the fact that Judas objects. And Judas is such a fascinating character. And we're, we're going to hear from Judas in Tuesday's reading and also in Wednesday's reading. Judas is a character front and center in this week's liturgical cycle. 
And it says here that he scornfully says, why was this oil not sold for 300 days wages and given to the poor? You can just imagine the scorn and the superiority, the holier than thou, the sarcasm in his voice. And I'm thinking specifically of how this scene is portrayed in Jesus Christ Superstar, which I'm showing to my students this Holy Week, kind of a tradition that I have with my students. And I'm showing the um, live NBC version that was on last year, on, I believe it was on Palm Sunday last year. And it's, um, it's good. I think they like it. They recognize John Legend. And I think it's a, I think it's a B version, if I give it a letter grade. Good, solid B. Maybe a B plus even. But the scene where Jesus and Judas and Mary are, it's Mary Magdalene in the version in Jesus Christ Superstar. Don't confuse the Marys, that's been done before, and Andrew Lloyd Webber does it again. But we see Judas and Jesus sparring over this, and how Jesus is so clear that it's a moment where he is taking rest taking um, taking pause and Judas doesn't understand that Judas especially as portrayed in Jesus Christ superstar is aggressive and a know-it-all and thinks he is the one controlling Jesus when Judas is so wrong about that so we have this scene and I want to end this reflection with just a quick thought from a book that I've been reading this Holy Week. It is called The Ascent of the Mountain of God. It's by Edward Hayes, Father Edward Hayes, who I've mentioned before on this podcast. And he says in his reflection for yesterday, yesterday's gospel, that the cross for Jesus is like a compass. It guides him toward the self-giving, toward the love, toward the challenging of the established political and religious order that ultimately will be the reason for his execution. And Father Edward says that we too, as people of Christ, followers of the way of Christ, should have that same idea that the cross is a compass that guides us in our life and guides us in the Holy Week because that is the symbol, the sign that is at the end of the five first weekdays of this week. Now we know the cross is not the end. We know that beyond the cross lies the resurrection. We have to go through the cross in order to get there. And I think the story from yesterday's gospel reminds us of the ability and the importance of knowing that the cross lies ahead. Jesus knows that. But also the moment to take pause in the sensual and passionate love of friends and those who are closest to us. So I conclude this with one question. What does yesterday's gospel story say to you, to your heart, in light of whatever you're experiencing? Tragedy, the global tragedy of the Notre Dame fire, 
suffering, waiting, questioning, wondering, whatever it might be that is your life right now in Holy Week 2019, how does this story speak to your experience? And what wisdom, what strength, what insight can you take from this story? As always, thank you so much for listening. I will be recording Tuesday's reflection very soon, so please look for that in your in your feed. Blessings and peace to you.